Hello, and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I'm here today with a very special guest, Carrie Ann Golliver of Franchise Logic. And I am excited to welcome you here today. Thanks for coming, Carrie Ann. Oh, Raya, thank you so much. I'm so excited to share this time with you and your listeners. Well, Carrie Ann is a franchise matchmaking guru extraordinaire. And I wanted to have her on the show because I thought in this time of the pandemic, so many people are in transition. They're wondering what their next steps are going to be. And they don't know, you know, what, you know, maybe they want to go into entrepreneurship, but they want a little bit more structure and they're interested in dipping their foot in franchising, but they don't really know if they should. And so what I found really interesting when I was introduced to Carrie Ann is that she's a matchmaker. And so since we do virtual assistant matchmaking, I thought, hey, this could be match made in heaven. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so Carrie Ann, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, and how you serve people? Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. My career in corporate America, for the most part, was in sales. And really worked with a lot of startup companies. I really thrived in that environment because I absolutely love the idea of creating something and nurturing it and growing it and then taking it to market. But I have to be honest, the most frustrating part of that was, you know, I didn't have all the authority to make all the decisions. And there was always some Yahoo that would screw something up. And then, you know, there I was out of a job again. So <laughs> it was kind of just, it, it just kept having this recycling effect. And so actually got involved in a family business, was having some great wine and food with friends and family. And we were sitting around enjoying each other's company and, and really having the conversation of what do I want to do when I grow up? <laughs> and I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to that conversation, right? Yeah, I want to know what I want to be when I grow up still, and I'm turning 42 this week, so. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. Well, happy birthday, Earl. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I think even today, sometimes I wake up and say, huh, I wonder what I want to do when I grow up, right? So I think it's it's just always kind of percolating in the back of our minds, And so ended up starting literally a family business in the basement of my sister and brother-in-law's home off of really kind of an idea and ended up morphing it into a full-blown handyman business that provided the honeydew list for people around the house and grew it into a um, multi-million dollar business. And then someone came to us and said, gosh, you guys should really think about franchising your business. And we're like, wow, that's kind of an interesting idea. Let's, let's think about that. And we actually learned about franchising and how it works. And we got really inspired with the idea, Raya, of being able to really help other people escape corporate America, become their own boss, serve their community, provide a positive impact and also be able to uh, hire people in their own community and build something that's an asset that they own. So we ended up franchising our business and had, you know, we had a very magical roller coaster ride, a huge success. In fact, we were so successful that last September, Ace Hardware decided to acquire us. That's incredible. 
That's a huge, huge accomplishment. Congratulations. It's, it is kind of really wild to think about it. So, you know, I tell people, look, you know, that's how I really got introduced into franchising is, is through the family business. It's a whole nother world out there. And I truly believe that franchising is a great way for people to get into business for themselves, but certainly not by themselves because they're going to partner with a franchisor who is going to be their business partner every day all the time and help them be successful. That's the whole idea. And so what I learned on that journey is there's a lot of people out there that would love to fire their boss, escape corporate America, or just simply diversify and build additional wealth and income and keep their job, but they just don't know where to begin. I mean, they don't know where to start. They don't know what to look for. A lot of people follow their passions. You know, they love coffee. So they want to buy a coffee shop or a pizzeria because they, they could eat pizza every day. And those are very dangerous avenues to go through and follow your passion because your hobbies and your passions should be on the sidelines and the business should provide you the freedom and flexibility and income at, to be able to enjoy your passions. So I saw there was a huge void of really walking people through a journey of exploration. I'm all about education, helping people become an, you know, a really an educated prospective buyer because I just feel like, and I'm sure you would agree with me, the more educated someone is, the better decisions they're going to be able to make about their future. Absolutely. And how do you walk somebody through finding out if a franchise is right for them? Yeah, that's a great question because it's not always, it's not a one size fits all. There are lots of people that I take through this journey who really discover that they do not want the responsibility or the tasks associated with being a business owner. They would rather find a, a different path. Um, sometimes it's going back to corporate America. Sometimes it's, it's doing something totally different. So I've really mastered a process where... We work with the people and really take a deep dive. We first and foremost focus on, you know, why is business ownership interesting to you? You know, so beyond the surface, I mean, the cocktail answer, I think is, you know, everybody wants freedom and flexibility and be able to have the authority to make all the decisions. And if they want to take every Friday off, they can. Which is um, not actually true. If you're in business for yourself, it means you actually have less freedom for the most part. You have more of the you know, responsibilities and you work really, really hard a lot of the time, which is yeah, still very, very rewarding, but it's not what people make it out to be. Right. It's a lot of work. It's not rainbows and unicorns every day. And so not everyone is cut out for that. So we really focus on why is business ownership attracted to you in the first place? And then we really focus on their skill sets. You know, what are your strengths and the things that you do well and you enjoy doing? How are we going to bring those to the forefront to help you really be successful with the right franchise match? We focus on their goals. We focus on their exit strategy, which a lot, a lot of people do not bother to focus on, which I think is kind of cuckoo because you know, before you get into the business, you got to figure out how you're going to get out of the business. Nobody is going to want to work forever. Ideally, we would want to retire at least at some point. 
Right. So we focus on their goals. We focus on their spend tolerance. We focus on, you know, what would be the most ideal characteristics for a business opportunity that would justify them doing some proper due diligence because nobody has time to waste. I mean, quite honestly, I tell everyone I work with, you know, really protect your time and quite, quite frankly, your attitude with your life because those things are very important. Nobody has time to waste. It's the commodity we cannot just poof, create two more hours on a Wednesday. Um, so we don't want to just be looking at something just to be looking at something. So it's just very laser focused on what would be an ideal scenario for them, the hours that they would work, the role that they would play, again, the kind of ROI they want for those spent dollars, and what they know for sure they don't want, because that's also important. And in often many cases, much easier for them to tell me what they know they don't want than what they do want. And then we really kind of are in a stronger position at that point of really identifying some potential franchises that are going to check off the majority of the boxes of what they're looking for and what they don't want. And then what we do, right, is we really help them know how to conduct a proper due diligence on multiple businesses so they can compare and contrast. And of course, the ideal scenario is we're going to find some really interesting options they never even knew existed or never even thought they should be looking at. Certainly, there's no guarantees. I know when we were talking before that you said another thing that you look at when you're comparing the different franchises for uh, your customers is cultural fit. What would be some examples of cultural fit for somebody who's looking into different franchises? Yeah. So you're absolutely right. I mean, the cultural fit, these people, you know, the franchisor is, again, meant to be your business partner every day all the time. They can't continue to expand and grow without the success of you and your business. And so it really comes full circle like a business marriage. So I kind of like to use the analogy because I am a matchmaker to tell everyone I'm working with, look, we're going to go on some blind dates, right? Uh, We're going to have some courtship with these franchise companies. We may or may not get to the altar, uh, but we won't know until we get started. And so the cultural fit is really feeling like they belong, that they really feel like they will fit well in the system. And that really is going to be part of their due diligence and conducting what we call validation, which means they're going to be connecting with actual people that bought the franchises we have them look at and hear what their background was, why they chose that franchise, you know, are they a rock star? Are they struggling in the business? You know, would they recommend this business to somebody else? So hearing literally from the horse's mouth, you know, how did they buy their franchise? What kind of funding options did they use? And why did they choose that franchise? And are they happy? Are they making money? Are they getting the support they were promised? So that's a big part of it is hearing and learning from the people that have gone before them and really leveraging that knowledge, but also connecting with the corporate team that, again, those people are going to be supporting them every day. So you have to share same core values. You have to all get along. Otherwise, why bother, right? Because it's just like a business marriage. You have to believe they're going to truly care about you being successful in their business. 
So it's an evolution during the journey if they do proper due diligence and are having those conversations, they will know in their gut, oh, I found this is a good match for me. I found the place where I feel like I belong. Aside from lending the name, of course, and the notoriety and having some corporate support, what are some of the benefits to franchising, to going into franchising as opposed to, because I think Sometimes, at least in my experience, there's been sort of a negative connotation to going into franchising, meaning that you are doing the work and then someone else is getting a cut of that. Tell us more about the positive side of franchising that would um, maybe make it easier for somebody to go into business and kind of go from there. Yeah, no, I mean, you bring up a very valid point. I think that there's a lot of misconceptions out there. A lot of people have a, a vision in their mind that, you know, you're doing all the work and, and you're having to pay franchisor to be able to use their systems and their trademark and their purchasing power through their selected vendors, which is all true, but their vision is a little bit skewed in that they, they really picture the franchisor sitting in a nice marble office, you know, with piles of dollars all around them. The franchisor does collect a royalty based on gross sales, but those dollars go right back into the system. So it's really important, and I really focus and help people understand the importance of what royalties really are, because quite frankly, if there were no royalties collected from the franchise owners, there would simply be no franchise system. So it really, again, comes all full circle And so those dollars are put back into the system to continue to help the system continue to evolve. There's not a franchise system out there really that anyone should be looking at that is just going to stay stagnant and not improve and um, evolve over time and increase different types of technology and different levels of customer service for, for the end user. And so, you know, all of those dollars help to continue that franchise organization to stay the top leader. I would say that the benefit, again, as you're going into business for yourself, but not by yourself, not only do you have the franchisor that you can contact at any given time, you're going to have a whole family of existing franchisees in the system that have probably encountered the same problems that you encounter because they operate the same business right? And so you're not out on an island trying to figure it out on your own. When you buy a franchise, you're buying a business in a box. So the operations, the marketing, the technology, the training, the HR, the support is all there in a nice little box. And your job as the prospective franchise owner is to take your skill sets that you excel at and execute what needs to be done not to reinvent the wheel. So trademarking, for example, trademarking and getting a logo, people think, oh, well, I'll just hire somebody on Fiverr and and have them create a logo and, and then I'll just apply for a trademark. It costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. So what people have to remember is with the franchise, it's actually speed to market. You're going to be able to leverage the knowledge and the experience of the people that have gone before you And you're going, that way your time and your money is being spent making the money instead of trying to figure out 
or this really great vision. Now, how am I going to make money? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. I think that's, I like the idea too, that it's like business in a box. You know what I mean? Is it is when you are starting out and you, you are, you know, kind of figuring out your way, it can be very challenging. It can be, you know, you do think things are a certain way and then they end up being, you know, completely more difficult than they have to be. So there is an appeal to having it all set out for you. It's kind of like, I'm trying to think of what it would be like, like a subscription box that you, or a diet, let's say like a diet, you open up the package and it has like your meal plan and it has all the packages and all the different things set out for you. So you don't have to like think, you just have to follow the instructions and you have to do the work. And then you reap the rewards. And I think I love that idea. I love that analogy. And in fact, I used to, I used to talk to people about, you know, the success with a franchise business is as simple as following a recipe, right? So if you think about it, you know, if I gave you Carrie Ann's famous chocolate chip cinnamon pumpkin muffins, And you took that same recipe and you said, well, I don't like chocolate. I'm going to replace those with cranberries. I'm going to add some pecans and I'm going to mix the cinnamon. Your muffins are going to taste nothing like my muffins. Right. That's the same analogy. Yeah. I mean, literally they have everything. They're going to tell you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why you're doing what you're doing. It's really a plug and play model. Now, If you buy a franchise and you don't go to training and you don't hire staff and you never open up, that's going to be a very fine-tuned recipe for failure, right? Right. But who's going to do that? I mean, why would you spend the money? You know, hopefully you're going to appreciate the value that the franchisor has brought to the table for a proven business plan. And then when you speak to the franchisees that bought that same plan that you're going to get, you can say, how easy was the plan to execute, right? Right. If you executed it, what kind of results did you get? And you hear those franchise owners say, just do what the home office tells you to do and you'll be fine. But if you get off the reservation, if you change the hiring processes, hire an outside marketing firm and don't use the tried and true marketing that the franchisor knows works, you're going to have very different results. And 90% of the time, those results are not going to be better than a proven model. Hmm. Definitely. I can see how that would be, especially because, I mean, I think about this analogy that comes to mind. So my, my very, very favorite book on the whole planet is The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell. Okay. And his number one, like the first chapter, the law is the law of the lid. And he uses the example of this burger joint that these brothers created that was very popular and they had wild success and they, but they only had like a limit to what they could do because they just couldn't imagine any further than that. So they ended up selling the burger joint to this guy and I can't remember his name, which makes me a bad person, but whatever. (laughs) It ended up being McDonald's. So like here was this, these two dudes that had like an amazing model who were doing really, really well, but because they couldn't see the potential, they missed out on billions and billions and billions of burgers served every single day. 
And, you know, and this guy, his special gift was that he saw that this was a really unique and special restaurant and could be replicated and could be done in different cities and, and could become something. I mean, and what's not, what's not the biggest poster child of franchising the McDonald's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that is, I I just think that's amazing. Well, tell me what I want to know too. And I want the audience to understand what is the benefit instead of, I mean, you've alluded to it a little bit, but like cut and dry, what is the benefit of working with a franchise matchmaker like yourself, as opposed to just doing research on your own? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, certainly people can go onto Google. They can talk to friends and family and ask them, Hey, what, what do you think I should buy? Those are very dangerous outside advisors because, you know, again, I think the benefit of working with me is I'm working on your behalf, complimentary, might I add. So my services are at no cost to anyone that works with me. I'm someone who has over 20 years of small business and franchising experience personally, right? Like operated an actual franchise. So this is certainly not my first rodeo. And I really pride myself in working with the best of the best franchise organizations out there. The franchise is an investment vehicle for someone to get from A to B, right? And it's just like real estate, just like stocks and bonds. But with this type of investment, you're going to have much greater control than certainly you would ever have in the stock market. And in many cases, a very nice ROI. So when you look at working with someone who's going to be working on your behalf that understands this landscape, that prides himself in working with some of the best of the best franchise organizations out there, and it's at no financial cost to you, what do you have to lose, right? So it's amazing. I surprise people all the time. I mean, you know, I am always going to show people at least three businesses, maybe more. And I surprise them in a good way. I mean, for just to share a story, you know, again, we keep people very laser focused and, and have them protect their time. So when we have them looking at opportunities, those opportunities are linked back to what they told me they needed and they wanted that matched up to their dreams and their aspirations. Because not every franchise organization, unfortunately, is equal. Just like any other group of people out there, there are some amazing opportunities and there is a lot of crap. And, you know, this is an investment next to buying another car or a home. I mean, this is a big, huge decision. And, you know, Ryan, most of the people I work with are between the age of 52 and 67. And they don't have any room for error because they're just not going to have enough years to recover if they make a mistake, right? Right. So we have to be very laser focused. We have to be anchored by reality. And the benefit is that they do get surprised. The woman of the story I wanted to share with you today, very successful scientist, in Pennsylvania, in Westchester, Pennsylvania. She and I connected. She's had an underlying passion. She loves her job. She she makes great money, but she has felt a void. She's like, 
I can't put my finger on it, but my life is not completely fulfilled. And I'm really thinking that if I can build something and grow something and leave a potential legacy for my son, that that can really be something that could excite me and fill that void for me. And she, you know, as a scientist, she came to me wanting food and wanting something health related because those are her passions, right? Remember, we talked about that. And I did show her food. I did show her health and wellness, but I also threw in a wild card. And it was a business that I know she, she admittedly said she would have never thought of looking at. She would have never gave it even a chance. But because I told her, you know, this is the reason why I want you to look at these and link them back up to what she said she wanted, she agreed to keep an open mind. And it was the business she actually fell in love with. She bought multiple territories of the franchise because she she loved it so much. She wanted to make sure she could guarantee her future expansion with future growth. And any guess, I mean, take a wild guess what kind of industry her franchise is that she fell in love with. I, I don't even know, but now I'm like really curious. Yeah, she came wanting health and wellness or food related. Or food related. And we showed her those two, but then we gave her the wild card. So the wild card that she fell in love with and actually bought multiple territories to guarantee her future expansion was in commercial waste, is in commercial waste. Oh, oh my goodness. So tell me, how did that connect back? It linked back to what she said she was looking for in an opportunity along with her skill sets. So she wanted to specifically keep her day job. She wanted to build something as a plan B. So she was looking really for diversification for her future and also to build a legacy for her family. She wanted a business that was fairly simple. So not a lot of moving parts with um, a minimal staff, because again, you know, I think everyone today that's worked in corporate America, including myself, what we are doing every day when we go work for the man or the woman is we are literally renting our time and our talent to build somebody else wealth, right? And so we're sacrificing a huge amount. I mean, I talk to people that, you know, the husbands haven't been on a family vacation in four years with their family, because they're afraid if they go on vacation, they will come back and not have a job. Right. So they sacrifice family time, which just breaks my heart because those are times that they will never get back with their family. Right? right. Exactly. And so all these personal sacrifices are made for the boss, for the JOB, in hopes that you're going to one day get the recognition and rewards you believe you deserve, which never happens. Uh, because normally there's no loyalty and they will and, and can replace you in heartbeat. So when you go into business ownership, Riot, I mean, I think, no, you will be able to relate to this. You're still going to be making sacrifices, but you're going to be able to reap the rewards of those sacrifices, like you mentioned before. So if you keep your day job, keep your paycheck, which helps mitigate your risk even more, looking at franchise opportunities that can be manager ran 
you're going to be sacrificing time, right? Because you still have life and you still have your job responsibilities. So you're going to have to be able to carve out 25, 30 hours a week to focus on that manager and the business so that that foundation is built. So there is something to leap to down the road, right? Because no one, no one is going to run your business better than you would. That's Uh, for sure. Right. Or if you say, I, I can't take it anymore. This is the fourth layoff and I'm t- I've taken another pay cut and I know it's just a matter of time that my name's going to be called again. I want to find something where I can be fully engaged, be the owner operator. This is going to be my next gig for, you know, however many years they see left on the horizon, five, seven, 10, 15, whatever it is. Then what they're going to be sacrificing is immediate income, right? Because there's no franchise out there, just like any other business that you're going to buy today and make a million tomorrow. There's no uh, business that out there that makes immediate income. No, I mean, even if you bought an existing business, which is a whole another scenario, right? Because a lot of people come to me and they say, I'm not willing to start a franchise, but I want to focus on an existing business for sale. And contrary to what most people believe, that's that's actually a lot riskier because you're going to be paying a premium for that cash flowing business. And they're really, really, not only they're really hard to find, but they're really hard to determine whether it's a solid business that's cash flowing or it's a broken business, because most of what you're going to find out there are broken businesses. And then you have to determine what is broken, how much is it going to cost to fix what's broken. And at the same time, you're paying a premium for it. It's just a little backwards. So, you know, when you buy a franchise, you're building an asset, you're creating important tax shelters, you are the boss, you're going to be creating that opportunity to keep a majority of the margin and and grow and build something that's really tangible that you can sell down the road or pass on to children down the road or whatever your goal is, or maybe diversify and and be a serial entrepreneur and buy some more franchises, right? But when you're looking at an existing business, it's just very complicated. And again, determining whether it's a broken business or just a plain business that the owner is giving up on and wants someone else to take over is a whole nother scenario. So I've worked with quite a few people that they got extremely frustrated within two years of trying to figure out the real financials of an existing business and then got connected with me and, and in you know, 90 days had determined a better business model through a franchise I showed them and were off to the races. That's awesome. Well, I wanted to let the audience know that Carrie Ann has been so kind as to offer us a couple gifts. One is an ebook that's the ultimate guide to escaping corporate America. And the other is a download, how to buy a franchise, 10 costly mistakes to avoid. So those will be in our show notes. So please do check those out. Carrie Ann, I always ask people um, who come on the show two questions. First thing is in regards to franchising specifically, if they were to take away just one thing from our talk today, what would be the one thing that you would want them to take away? 
The one thing that I think is important is there are abundant possibilities. And like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I think that this global pandemic has really forced people to reevaluate their, their happiness, their health, um, their well-being, and their, their career satisfaction. I tell you, there are so many people out there that are now looking at changing, shifting, pivoting, doing something they always had percolating in the back of their mind, which may or may not be a business. But now is the time I really feel that people are reinventing themselves. And it's interesting in the nine years that I've been as a franchise consultant, the most common thing that people would tell me is, oh my gosh, I'm so excited and I can't thank you enough for all of your help. I would have never found this business without you. I wish I would have done this years ago. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that, but it really is all about timing. And I really feel like now has never been a better time to look at business ownership. If you have any interest at all, you need, you, you know, you really need to act on your interest. You can set up a free 15 minute initial discussion with me just to even find out if, if franchising is right for you or ask any questions that you have about franchising. But there are abundant possibilities out there. And so I would say now is the time to act. I love that. And then the last question before we go today is in all of your life, and it can be from any source, what has been the most poignant, most important piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, I would say, I think it's really important. I mean, when I work with people and take people through a journey of franchising, I tell them, Hey, you know, come to our video meeting, completely selfish. Like we don't want you to sacrifice or compromise on a single thing because you just don't need to. And so I think it goes back to, you know, really my mother really always focusing on helping me understand that I am enough and that if I want to do something, then I shouldn't depend on other people, that I'm the one that has to make it happen. But I think she also really instilled in me that it's really important to let go of the things that no longer serve you so that you can open up the opportunities of things that can serve your life better. That's awesome. Well, Karen, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I so appreciate it. It has been an education for me as well as the audience. And I just appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. I had a blast. And anybody who's interested can go to my website, um, schedule some time with me. Please, please download the free digital assets at the very least. Absolutely. And we will link your contact information in the show notes as well. And thank you everyone for joining us for yet another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and we will see you next time.